We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Three NFL draft. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Backs off, looks, off, throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions on the Ross St. Brown. Got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 341 of the Pride Podcast. I got my boy Malcolm with me. Malcolm, how you doing, bro? Uh, you feeling a little better than last week? Um, I'm all right, man. I'm, just, I'm still not in the woo, woo stage right now. I'm not wooing right now. Um, But, you know... I, th- I think I think that we got some brighter news, man, because we got some draft stuff coming up. We got some free agency stuff coming up. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll feel a little bit better. I'm still, I'm still soaking in that 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 L. All right, and today we got actually a special guest with. We got Lions beat writer for A to Z Sports, co-host of the Bad Boys Beyond. We got Mike Payne with us. Mike, how you doing? Good, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. I I think uh, I think we're we're taking steps, you know, little baby steps towards happiness again. Right. 100% man <laughs> uh Mike so as a beat writer you you like see more than us kind of like behind the scenes and stuff so as the season went on what were your thoughts on the year obviously disappointing loss but I think overall the season was success what did you see um like from behind the scenes oh I mean I I saw the the best season of Lions football that I have I've ever seen in my life I mean I was six years old in 1991 so I don't remember any of that obviously but I've been covering the team for 10 years and I've been credentialed since 2018. So I've been around the Patricia teams and some of the earlier Campbell teams. And this was like, I mean, it's just from top to bottom. It it was, you couldn't, you couldn't tell this team. No, like, like they were, they truly believed in themselves, even in the bad times in December when, you know, I, a lot of fans, I, like I noticed a lot of fans were, were ready to say that the, Sky was falling and the house was burning down in, in December after that Chicago loss in week 14. But, like, this team just kept battling right through it. That It never stopped them and never wavered at any point. They just kept going. And then they went on this amazing run from that point. And, uh, you know, it's sad that it ends at the NFC Championship game. But the fact that they made it there in year three of this rebuild is it's very, very impressive. And I think that they're ahead of schedule and um, – it, it, they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, I'm already calling it. So, yeah. Uh, oh wow. They, so, so you're already you're already on believing that 
this is it. Like next year, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Look, I don't see how it's not possible. Uh, I mean, this team just made it to the NFC Championship where they're the fifth youngest roster in the league. They have the sixth most cap space available in the NFL. They have great draft resources with a guy who knows how to draft. They've got all their coordinators, coaches, the whole coaching staff's back. They just hired a brand new defensive line coach who is one of the best in the league. Like, I don't see how you can't say that. I, I, I mean, this team is built to go win a Super Bowl next year if they can, if they can just hit a home run this offseason. That's it. All they got to do is have a great free agency, have a great draft, and they're ready. Uh, speaking of the D-line coach, the previous one that was from Penn State, did they retain him or was his contract over? Did he get fired? Do you know anything about that? There's no word on that yet. The Lions have not actually made the uh, Terrell Williams uh, hiring official quite yet. I would imagine okay. that's going to be at some point this week. They probably just wanted to get this uh, senior bowl and Brad Holmes presser and all that out of the way. I, I would guess maybe tomorrow they'd make it official. Okay. Um, so speaking of the senior bowl, you were there. Let's maybe talk about some corners. You know, the Lions had camp and started off strong, then got hurt a little, then struggled down the stretch. You know, you had Manuel Mosley was your starter. He got hurt. J.B. Jacobs comes in, you know, up and down. Then you bring a guy like Kendall Vildor, who, who played his ass off, but I don't think he's a starter in this league. So give us maybe some corners that impress you during the senior bowl, whether they're first-round picks or maybe later-round guys. Yeah, Toledo's Quinion Mitchell was incredibly impressive. I think he's going to be a first-round draft pick. There's a, certainly a shot he could be there at 29, but I think he'll probably go before that. Uh, the guy who really impressed me all week was Notre Dame's Cam Hart. He's uh, He's been slated kind of like a day three guy uh, through most of this process, or the beginning of the process, if you will. But I think he, uh, after a, a tremendous week in the Senior Bowl, he's going he's gonna to be like a t- day two guy, I think. Uh, and I think, you know, once the combine comes around, maybe he could give, get even higher. But uh, Oregon's Kyrie Jackson, another guy, big six-foot-three cornerback, tons of speed. Really good outside guy, uh, Mike Mike Sanstrill Sanstrill Sanstrill. I'm not a Michigan guy, as you could tell. Uh, he wasn't there, but he was definitely uh, an impressive during the during the Michigan season. He was supposed to be there. He pulled out the day before, but he was definitely another guy that that's on the radar for sure. Um, speaking of Quinn, you said Quinian Mitchell. Is that his name? Quinian Mitchell. Yeah, Quinian Mitchell. Quinian Mitchell. Now, could he, we've seen Brad sometimes get a little antsy during the draft, right? Like if he's at, you know, maybe he thinks a guy is falling to him or if he wants to go up and get a guy. Could you see Brad potentially, um, let's say a corner is falling, he loves him going up and getting that guy? Or do you think they'll be more patient because they don't have as much resources? I know they do have an extra third from that um, Hawkinson trade, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of corners in this draft. I, I don't. I don't think that they'll trade up for that. I think if they were going to trade up for anything, it would be a pass rusher, considering that you know there there's there is pass rushers in this draft for sure, but they're all it's kind of top heavy. They're all sort of turn, at the at the top of the first where Lions just aren't picking. That's kind of the price of being good is you you kind of lose out on those shots at those premier players, premier draft picks. So if they were going to move up for anybody, I would think it would be you know it would be like something like that, Braylon Trice. Chop Robinson, somebody in that in that regard. Right. Okay, so I mean, regarding pass rushers, who who could be a potential guy that could fall at, at twenty at twenty nine for Detroit? Uh you know, it's it's really just going to depend on what the 
the board looks like, but you know, there's a possibility that like the, you know, I brought up Chop Robinson. There's a possibility that if things fall right, he could be there at 29. Uh, I know Lions fans are really big on him. Uh, Matt Miller, who is a ESPN draft analyst, had Leitu Latu going to the Lions at 29 in his draft today. Now that is a guy that if he were to fall to 29, you you got to sprint to the podium for that. I mean, because that that is a premier pass rusher, a lot like Aiden Hutchinson in the in the fact that he. He loves that spin move. He's got moves, you know. Uh, that's the kind of guy. He's a man of a thousand moves or something like that. I think people were calling him that at the Senior Bowl. But yeah, if you can get a guy like that, then that is uh, that would be optimal. Yeah, it was kind of hard to predict um, who's going to be there at twenty nine. It's, it's pretty tough, you know. It, it, in the past years, it's been, it's been a lot easier because you have like a, you know, you did like a three pick, and then you're like, all right, yeah, I know this guy might be there, you know. But now at twenty nine, is like, man, it's, it's it's really tough to to predict exactly who may be there um but i know our our it's, it's like our main need may be corner but you're saying that if there's a, a, a premier pass rusher that's on the board they may go pass rusher over corner i mean i i think that uh you know a lot of the a lot of the problems with the pass rush this year is that they just didn't have enough time uh so i i could see how you how you would value a corner over that but if you can get a guy who could just be a game breaker like a lay two or something like that. I mean, you, you, you can't pass that, especially when there's this draft is a little bit deeper at, at corner than it is at pass rusher. So, um, yeah, if you have a shot at one of the premier guys, uh, I say, I say you got to take that over, over drafting a corner that high. Um, unless obviously, you know, there's a guy like Mitchell or somebody like that there. Got you. Um, speaking of this senior bowl, uh, so, Graham Glasgow and Jonah Jackson are free agents. I'm not sure if – I know Graham wants to come back, Jonah. I mean, you know the injuries and stuff. It depends on what he's asking for. But let's just – I don't want to say they walk, but let's let's say guard is a need in the offseason. Maybe center because Frank Ragnow, even if it's not this year, you also draft for your future, right? So Ragnow, you know, he has an inoperable, inoperable toe. He put, I think, to like four or five injuries this year. Just a tough guy. But yeah. Who are some maybe interior offensive linemen, centers, or guards that stood out at the Senior Bowl, or maybe just not the Senior Bowl like that you know of? Uh, the guy that stood out the most was uh, was Christian Haynes from UConn. He is going to be a second round draft pick, maybe even a maybe even a first, depending on if there's any needy teams up up in that first round. But he was he was phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> there was another guy, Satoa uh, Satoa Lamea. Uh, from Utah, he was another guy that impressed me all week. He he really battled it out with uh, with guys like Lay too, and and kind of held their own. Um, but those are just the guys in the Senior Bowl, like non Senior Bowl guys like Connor Beebe from Kansas State is another guy that is going to be uh, highly sought after in this draft. So there, there's there's going to be some options for guard, but they're going to wind up having to take them probably early if they want to get a quality one, third, fourth, that sort of thing, second even. So, yes, question: Going to your head is Jonah back next year? You know, I don't know. Uh, I wrote an article about it this morning, doing kind of like a pros and cons type of thing. And my final ruling was that I, I don't, I don't think that you can bring Jonah Jackson back. At least not at maybe what the rumored price was, which I think was something about fourteen million a year or something like that. Um, at least that was what that was what the rumblings were early before the season. But he had three three different periods this year in which he was injured and missed games. And then, you know, that goes along with he missed time last year as well. And 
you know, when he was healthy, he really had one of the worst seasons of his career. So it's it's yeah, I'm with you. it's hard. Yeah, if he's willing to take a discount and you're sure that he can kind of bounce back and be the player that he was in 21 and 22, then, then yeah, I say go for it. But otherwise, you know, um, I, I would probably hit the draft. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, now, I'm going to be there too. Yeah, 100%. Now, I, I know the Lions – I know they tr- they made a trade they, for Donald People Jones. They, they look like they're still needing an outside receiver. Um, we don't know what's going to go on with Josh Reynolds. Is there a guy in, in this draft that could probably fit that role and, and kind of come in and be that outside receiver for Detroit? Well, the guy I really like is Johnny Wilson from Florida State. Six foot seven, runs a four, runs a four four. Wait, 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 wait. bring that back. Yeah. How tall is he? Six foot seven. He is six, six foot seven. Foot seven. Yeah. Bring him on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, runs a runs a four four too. So he's not just like a big, tall, lanky, you know, uh, lumbering guy. Like he can move out there. Um, there's some talk about whether or not he might be moved to tight end, but like that hasn't really happened yet. He kind of worked at Senior Bowl. He worked with tight ends and receivers. So I, I personally, I think I don't know why you would move a six foot seven guy to to tight end, even though he could be in tremendous Mitch match. But like, that's the guy that you want to go, uh, you know, to the outside and and you could you could throw him the deep ball and let him high point it and perfect in the red zone, which the Lions definitely need. So I'm a big fan of him. Uh, the other guy is uh, is Roman Wilson from Michigan was just incredible at the senior bowl. Like he was unstoppable. I, I mean, he, he was a day three guy walking in. He's a day two guy, no doubt after, after a tremendous week, he was so good that he left early. <laughs> it must be nice. That's how you know you have a good week at the senior right. bowl. You leave yeah. early. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. Um, Speaking of Wilson, his teammate, uh, we have no shot at it, but his teammate, Keon Coleman, and they were just so fun to watch this year with, uh, what's that quarterback's name? He got hurt later in the year. It was unfortunate. Um, whatever. It's slipping Long. my mind, too. Uh, they were just fun to watch. It was unfortunate he got hurt, and then they took him out of the playoffs. But that's a different story for another time. Now, let's shift a little into free each. So Brad Holmes had his presser today. It seemed like he hinted that, they want to sign their own guys. You know, he hinted like Panay Sewell, Amon Ra, Aleem McNeil. Those guys could be up for extensions. Yeah. Um, he kind of hinted that they're not really going to spend as much. He didn't say it directly, but what I kind of got from it is he's not going to go after high-priced guys. So what do you think is the plan? Because the cornerback position, I mean, I don't think you could go into the room with those corners, right? I mean, Cam is a number two probably. You don't have a number one. So what do you think the plan is? I don't. I don't necessarily think that they won't go after high price guys. I think that they're more so going like the the, the big name guy is not going to make the decision. Like, and it, what I mean by that is they're not gonna they're not gonna stray away from their identity and their plans to build this team just because a big name guy wants to come here. But if he fits and it, everything works and the money's right, then I think they'll do it. I, I think they'll I think they'll make a couple of splashes this summer if if everything works out uh, in terms of identity fit and all that. So yeah, no, I I mean Jalen Johnson, Legarius Sneed. I think Legarius Sneed is is like a Dan Campbell guy. All I mean Aaron Glenn dude, like a real like that's a guy that I could totally see the Lions going after if he doesn't wind up staying with Kansas City, which. 
you know, usually after a, a guy goes somewhere and wins a couple championships, you know, he they get bored and they want to go try something new. So you hope that that's what Legereus is going to do. But um, yeah, I think that would that would be a top top cornerback target for them. And then, you know, along the defensive line, there's Josh Allen, there's Brian Burns. I mean, everybody's looking at those guys. Justin Matabuke from Baltimore, who is probably going to probably going to be gone. Uh, like he's going to get franchise tagged, I would imagine. Yeah. So, uh, Burns too, but I think there's a or, uh, Josh Allen too, but I think there's a shot at Brian Burns. We'll see. Don't again. Don't everybody get so excited just yet? But we'll we'll see. It's certainly possible. Um, and then you know one one name that I'm going to really keep my eye on, and this is not that I've heard anything or this is just a hunch uh, that the guy I'm really keeping my eye on in free agency is Mike Evans. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a name that was rumored around even during the season. That's far as like trade talks. Yeah, he was he was definitely rumored during trade talks. I know Vegas like was pretty sure it was going to happen for a while. They also thought the Chase Young thing was going to happen too, and that didn't happen. But yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's a good I, thing that didn't happen. To be honest, the Chase yeah, Young stuff. Absolutely, because he yeah he definitely faltered out in San Francisco. But I think you know with Mike Evans, this is a guy who. Won his Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and is probably looking for another one. That's not going to happen there. Um, you know, after, after what I think, nine, ten years or however long it's been in Tampa Bay, he's probably going to be looking for a new team. Detroit is a team that's ready to go. Could use that outside receiver. It's a great fit. I mean, I think it could happen. You're just I, making I me figure it out. Mike Evans, <laughs> Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown, and a healthy and ready-to-go Jamison Williams that's – Practiced all yeah. training camp with golf. I mean, that's yeah. just like good luck stopping it. Yeah, it that would be, be nice, man. It'd be the but, most dangerous offense in the league for sure, and they already are. Yeah, like, they already want one of, of them. Yeah. So you think question. they'll build off that offense? Like they'll make it kind of stronger instead of maybe focus more on the defense, sort of. I, I think they're certainly going. The majority of the focus is going to be on this defense for sure. Right. Uh, but if they have an opportunity to strengthen the offense even more, I think they'll take it for sure. I I, I expect them to add a wide receiver at some point, yeah. In, in whether it's free agency or the draft or both. Um, but if you have a shot at a guy like Mike Evans, who is a great great fit for this team and is just a great a great player, I I, I don't see why you wouldn't take it. Yeah, I think he'll be Man. a great fit. My my question, like I I don't know what he'll go for though, like. He's at, the, at like pretty much toward the end of his career right now. Would he prioritize winning another championship or try to get the most money as possible? Well, I think he's kind of missed the boat on on the money part. You know, being that he's he's in his thirties, he probably already got the biggest contract that he could get. Um, That's right. We we uh, we have cap experts at uh, at A to Z Sports, and and this is what we. Uh, they came up with, I should say, uh, they came up with three years, 75 million, uh, with a cap hit of, uh, 11 million in, in the first year. So it's not too, it's not too bad, but it, yeah, it's not going to make him the highest paid receiver or anything like that, but it's, it's money, you know, he's going to get paid. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's probably like around his market right now at, at 30. Yeah. I, could, I would uh, say so. I mean, that's what I think about. You're gonna lend some money. I thought that is that what you're gonna say. You could chip. No, in? no, that's I'm saying. <laughs> no, staff, no, they have they have enough money. It's just me. Um, 
but that's i never thought of that you know i was thinking i actually saw you write an article about it and i was actually thinking about this uh Danico autry from tennessee i was just kind of looking at tennessee free agents just maybe yeah. christian fulton kind of like maybe as a depth piece not initially a start so i was just kind of looking at familiarity with staffs and stuff and i saw fulton and autry from the titans now you mentioned about autry but do you think fulton could potentially fit like as a depth piece not necessarily a starter yeah absolutely i mean anybody you know anytime you get coaches that come over from other teams the lions are you know dan campbell and aaron glenn are a perfect example they they brought alex anzalone with them and cj gardner johnson players are always looking for that familiarity uh when they're when they're looking for a new team so especially with the lions being a team that could could win a championship this year. I definitely think Danico Autry is someone who I'm not going to guarantee it, but I I would I would I would say like 75% sure that guy's going to be a lion next year and Fulton yeah could be as well. Um Saints fans have been speculating that Marshawn Lattimore is going to get traded. I don't know if you've been on Twitter like seen on Twitter, but a lot of Saints fans speculate that Marshawn Lattimore is going to get traded to Detroit. They saw the they saw the playoffs are like they need Lattimore and it seems like they want to move off Lattimore. But my question is though, it's the injuries, it's the contracts. Um, he's a great player when he's on the field, but the problem is he's barely been on the field. I think he's played 16 games the last two years. So that's not really like your best abilities availability. It's kind of like a cliche, but that's how I think. But do you think that if let's say Lattimore takes a little less that they'll take maybe a, like a shot at him? I mean, it's it's always possible. Um, you know, I think we've seen so far that Brad's not really that big of a trader uh, unless right. it's trade trading someone away. Like he hasn't made that big, huge move for a new player yet or anything like that. Um, but I remember, you know, when Brad got hired uh, and I was still at Pride of Detroit, we had the Athletics Jordan Rodrigue on our show. She's the Rams uh, beat writer over there. Uh, really great writer. Um she she sort of speculated that Brad would kind of take after Les Snead as time went on. Like by year three or year four, he would maybe start trading assets to bring in like big-time players. Um, I don't know if that's going to actually happen, but that's, you know, that's something that's, that's stuck in the back of my mind for four years now. So it's certainly possible. I just don't know with, you know, with draft assets, which they love so much, would they would they trade any of those away? And that's kind of what the capital is these days, because trading players for players, it's it's just not really, right? It's not really a thing, you know. Um, one more question in regards, let's say the current roster, Broderick Martin. You know, he didn't really play all year. He played a few snaps here and there. Are they expecting him to be in the rotation next year, or is it still kind of be in the crockpot, still sizzle and wait? No, I think he should definitely be in the rotation next year. You know, I know a lot of Lions fans were kind of upset that like he just didn't play a whole lot, but you know, he was always a project from from day one. And even right. even in like the Inside the Den draft episode, you know, you you hear them actually call him a project. Like he's just always been a guy yeah. that they saw a lot of talent in, and it's there. Like he's a space eater. He's got a quick twitch. His hands are great. He's just not ready yet. Uh, but I think with Terrell Williams, which, you know, it's a guy who's worked with some of the best defensive linemen in the league, like Indomitian Sue and uh, Danico Autry, like we talked about, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's that's a guy uh, who could certainly teach uh, Roderick Martin and coach him up and, and help him out. And, uh, 
Yeah, I think he definitely plays next year. I don't, I don't know if he starts or anything like that, but I think he definitely, you know, starts to get into that rotation, maybe like twenty snaps a game, sort of thing. Yeah, that's good news. That's good news. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess yeah. one last question: the kicker situation. Uh, <laughs> it seems like they've been playing musical chairs, kind of. You know, this guy's out, this guy's in, this guy's struggling. We'll put this guy in. Do you think this is the year they finally maybe go after a kicker? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's so hard, man, because, you know, kickers are they're a dime a dozen, essentially. Like, they're really hard to find. And that's why you see a bunch of teams like the Titans and the 49ers. And, like, there's a bunch of teams out there, playoff teams, that that had to cycle through different kickers during the camp or during the early part of the year just trying to find the right guy. I think the Lions definitely look for a new kicker and try some new guys out this summer for sure because they clearly they clear oh, somebody somebody's got a kid because <laughs> so, they uh, they clearly don't uh, trust you know Mike ba- Michael Badgley like I mean you saw that in the NFC Championship game they weren't going to risk right. a 40, 48 yard field goal uh, with him so yeah I think they definitely look and they'll bring some guys in but whether or not any of them work out. You just don't really know until the season starts and they start kicking. Right. Malcolm, you got anything? Oh, man. No, I'm actually out, man. Mike, that's about it. Uh, thanks for joining our show. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. And uh, let them know where they could find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at A to Z underscore Payton. Um, you could uh, also find my uh, podcast with Keith Black Trudeau. Uh, it's called uh bad boys and beyond we're a historical historical pistons podcast we were on hiatus but we'll be back this week uh so you can find us wherever you get podcasts and uh you can find me at a to z underscore detroit all my writing and all everything i do there all my lines coverage is is right there awesome man hey mike thanks a lot for joining us man we really Absolutely. appreciate it thanks appreciate for having me guys yep Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.